Welcome, welcome to the Empowered Simply Podcast, Episode 4. The past few episodes, we started talking about goals, how to begin to frame them more helpfully, and the process of prioritizing among goals. In this episode, we're going to move on to explore awareness, which is an empowerment skill introduced in earlier episodes. More specifically, we're going to look at awareness relative to our own strengths and weaknesses, and how that awareness can help us become more empowered. Thank you for taking the time to give us a listen. If you found anything we've covered in the past few episodes or this episode helpful, please subscribe, like, and share our content. And if you're willing, please go into Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave a rating that will hopefully allow us to share this content with more people, and hopefully they'll find it helpful as well. Please take a few minutes and go visit EmpoweredSimply.com and take a look at the other resources we have there. In last episode, episode three, we talked about what are your goals. We talked about what goals you will prioritize and some helpful ways to think about them and how it can help you identify some things you may overlook. We also talked a bit about suffering and discomfort and how we need to be willing to see that how we approach challenges can set us up to be optimistic or it can set us up to suffer. We'll talk more about this in the future, but for now, a key is to know that some discomfort is to be expected. Again, this is discomfort within reason. Welcome it like you would the aches and pains that go along with learning something new, or, as in the example from episode 3, going on a hike where you know you will get sore by the end, your feet might be tired, your back may ache, but you knew that going in. Learning new things can be challenging, and we should expect that there'll be some difficulties along the way. If it was easy, you would have likely already done it. So let's face it, you already have done the easy stuff. Previously, we talked about awareness as a way to have a chance to make course corrections. Basically asking the question, is what I'm doing now useful? And is it in line with my priorities or my values? Really think about the simple but powerful opportunity that awareness can present. In those moments, when you quickly respond to or decide something, noticing that immediate response and being aware of it can give you a chance to strengthen your resolve or stop a potential unhelpful impulse. It won't always feel good in the moment, but those are the moments where you can make an important shift. That impulse is often based on some fleeting experience that may or may not be helpful. And at least being aware of that process and that opportunity gives you a chance to determine if that's really what you'd like to do. In those moments, when it may seem tricky, learn to appreciate the chance you're giving yourself to make a good decision. You get to decide what good means, but the idea is you have an opportunity to make that decision. That's the power of awareness and why that's a primary empowerment skill. We're going to talk about an extension of that in this episode. We can become more self-aware. In this case, the goal is to be able to identify things that we do relatively well and help us work towards our goals and identify those things that we may do relatively poorly or in some way slow or disrupt progress towards our goals. That self-awareness can also be empowering. So one way to help hopefully make this clear is if we start out with a little bit of comparing and contrasting with awareness and self-awareness, we'll hopefully notice some important distinctions. Awareness, as we've talked about, has to do with the opportunity to course correct when we notice a feeling that leads us to stop, like noticing or experiencing suffering when we're learning something new that is difficult or where there are setbacks. 
In the case of self-awareness, there may be a course correction in ourself when we notice we tend to avoid difficult things. So we begin to take new action when faced with difficult things. In the case of self-awareness, it's not just in the moment necessarily. Self-awareness can be taking a step back and really considering what it is that you do that could be helpful or that could be making things more difficult. In the case of self-awareness, part of what we're really talking about is patterns. Patterns in our own actions and the things we tend to do repeatedly. If you're maybe seeing the value in self-awareness, a natural next question becomes, where do I start? Or in other words, where can I begin to find self-awareness? Self-awareness is in part due to an exploration of your patterns. As I was just referring to, what are the sorts of things you tend to do? I'll offer a few examples of different ways to think about this to see if any of the descriptions click for you. What we're trying to do is create learning opportunities. These are chances where hopefully you can experience an insight and have that aha, or oh, I get what that's about, sort of moment. Then you can take that insight and begin to find examples in your life. If you've ever had a great teacher or mentor, or parent or relative, maybe you've already experienced that sort of a moment where you have that aha, or that insight. We can explore and find self-awareness when we think about and become more in tune with what we tend to do. A tendency is a pattern that you have where you're drawn to some thought or action. The key for us is that you often do these things in some sort of situation without much planning, or more specifically, without awareness. You might think of it as things that you readily take on. It might be something where you rapidly make progress. Or you might find yourself doing something relatively easily. And these are situations where you might say, I have a tendency to do this thing or these things. The self-awareness that we're looking for is then the realization that those are things where you have a fairly consistent pattern, that you're likely to do something in some particular situation. On the other hand, it could be things that you tend to dread. So you can ask yourself, what are you afraid of? Or what makes you hesitant? Could be a question like, in what situations do you struggle? In terms of an internal feeling or sense, when do you become more anxious or exhausted? Again, these are the sorts of questions you can ask yourself to begin to identify those tendencies or those patterns, and those may be associated with things that we'd call challenges or things that you find more difficult. If we take a step back then, consider yourself fortunate if you've found or created opportunities to do and maybe even make a living doing those things that you tend to enjoy, find relatively easy, and are good at. On the other hand, the sooner you decide to find and take on those things that you are challenged by, the sooner you can begin to also make progress. There's a shift in self-awareness that can be empowering here. The idea is identifying those tendencies in what you do that can become an opportunity to make some progress. By being self-aware then, what we're really saying is you've noticed some things that previously have gone unnoticed, hiding in the shadows. Maybe they've been difficult to find or difficult to recognize. Or in that moment when you do start to recognize them, the suffering is too great and you quickly move on to do something else or think about something else. Instead of this, Empowerment can come when you're willing to say, oh, that is a tendency, and notice that, in fact, it probably makes a lot of sense. But you can also notice that it probably isn't helping you in ways that you might think, other than in that moment. So you can start to make some changes, 
think about what makes more sense, and can help you make progress. It can be very helpful to begin to see the world as existing in ranges, such as something is easy for you compared to something else. Maybe being organized is easy, while being highly social is not. Most things that you do or could do exist on a continuum or range. For example, from being highly organized to very disorganized, or from being very outgoing to being very shy or reserved. Within you, thinking about just you, then you can also make comparisons across most anything in terms of your competency, such as being skilled at organization, but less skilled in social situations. Again, the idea here is not to think of these things as good or bad, or worthy of praise, or being upset with yourself. Rather, the idea is to figure out how these things factor in relative to the progress you're hoping to make. And the more quickly you identify those things, and if they're a priority decide to make a change, the more empowered you become. You can ask, for example, where do you fit in in terms of a variety of areas. The more you know, the more you can make necessary adjustments. It's this sort of self-awareness that's really about finding where you are in a landscape of your skill sets. The empowering part has to do with seeing these things as on a continuum. Because once it's on a continuum, you can move and make progress. As an aside, wherever you are in some continuum is almost certainly due to a combination of factors, some of which are environmental, some of which are genetic, and this is the classic nature versus nurture question. For our purposes, it's important to know that both have played a role. You can delve into research and see good evidence that both play a role in almost every situation. You can do very little, however, to directly change your nature because this is basically what's in your genes. The nurture is what you learn, and that is where self-awareness can give you an important boost. You can't make progress in being taller or having browner eyes, but most anything you do, whether it's thinking, feeling, or doing, can be found on a continuum. Again, the power of the realization that those sorts of actions and responses exist on a continuum is you can then ask yourself and become aware if where you are on that continuum is helpful, or if making some small or large shift would help you be more satisfied. It seems there are people who want to avoid this sort of self-awareness, in part at least because of the suffering that can go along with it. From last episode, we want to instead become skilled enough in self-awareness that we can see any weakness we discover as a positive. Not in that if we don't do something well that that's a good thing, but rather the awareness of that particular thing and our ability to grow. That awareness is a positive, because at that point it's not just a tendency. At that point it becomes something we can adjust. Might be effortful, might be slow, but if we can make tomorrow a little better than today, things should be more satisfying. And you get one step closer to whatever priorities and goals that you have. Wouldn't you rather know how something could be better? Becoming aware that you have a weakness does not need to be something to be avoided. Rather, you can decide that it's part of the landscape. Something to be planned for and potentially approved upon if it's important enough to become a priority for you. Self-awareness is the way in which we observe this landscape and decide if it's something that requires our attention. Thinking about self-awareness, like so many things, is a skill. As an initial step, it can be helpful to consider some broad categories. At a very first level, 
in terms of self-awareness, you can begin to ask how comfortable you are in wanting to think about yourself. How does it make you feel? What's your initial response? Is it easy? Is it something that you find to be uncomfortable? Maybe it's even something you're unwilling to even try. This is where self-awareness can start. Notice these responses and be willing to give it a shot. Be willing to say, if initially it's something you don't even want to try, that okay, that makes sense. Okay, that's where I am. But maybe it'll be helpful if I can go a little bit further. Be willing to give it a shot. After you're done, think about people who know you. Maybe people who know you well or at least see you often. Another way to approach this is to ask, what would they say? How well does that fit with what you thought? Sometimes it's easier to think about someone else's opinion than our own. And sometimes it's not. Try to be aware of that. Think of it as a simple rating exercise. When you have those thoughts or feelings or emotions of it being painful to have these thoughts, just try and notice those and still be willing to consider. If you start to judge, just notice that, right? This, for now, is about awareness. Notice your responses to yourself. And be willing to move through them. You can note how it feels or what you're thinking. It's important to remember there isn't a right answer. Rather, it's a chance to learn about your willingness to think about yourself. And one step further, it's an opportunity to think about tendencies. It might be a tendency to avoid being more self-aware. And again, that's helpful information. It provides you a way to understand your internal landscape. If you want to spend some time with this, there's a simple form you can use on EmpoweredSimply.com that you can reference, download, or print out and write on. There are some other areas you can consider as well. These are really just examples that are meant to cover a wide variety of different things. The main idea here is to be willing to see where you are in these and other areas as a point on a continuum. That continuum can change over time, and you have the most important role in where you are in that continuum. To further illustrate this, you can also probably find some things that can change even as the situation changes, such as maybe you're very organized at work, but less so when you're home. Or maybe you're more outgoing with a close friend than when that friend isn't there. It's still you, and yet there are other things that are factoring in and where you are in that continuum in certain situations. If you're more outgoing when a friend is around, this could lead you to consider having that person help in times when you need to be more outgoing. As you practice being more outgoing with that friend, when you're self-aware, you can take another step and work on using those same skills when that person isn't present. Thinking about a number of other potential areas where you can be self-aware, you could think about on a continuum, where do you fit with creativity? And there might actually be many continua where you're creative with certain things and maybe not creative with others. But again, think about how you could be more creative, if that would be helpful. You could think about where you are in the continuum of being adventurous or being dependable. How are you in terms of being assertive, considering others, emotional responding to a variety of situations? There can be a tendency to write off thinking about these things you want to be able to see these things as something that exists in your skill sets and can vary from time to time. And as you become aware, you can start to see these as sliding scales where you adjust as it makes sense along that continuum, noticing the parts of it that may be really challenging 
and noticing the parts that would be really helpful. But as you become more skilled, you can then have a dynamic involvement in how you're responding to a variety of situations. And this is really just that self-awareness skill set. What are my tendencies? How do those things change in different situations? And what can I do to start to make adjustments to help myself and maybe other people be more successful? It can't be overstated that empowerment comes from within. It is something you experience when you learn and grow and become more aware. Many ideas associated with empowerment, instead of being phrased as empowerment, are captured as familiar phrases. They're often shared as an attempt to convey important information that can be used and remembered. You can maybe find them in statements like, anything worth doing is worth doing well. The experience of empowerment, however, is almost never easy. So far, this podcast is about trying to highlight these important subtleties. There is an initial layer of common sense about things like goal setting and prioritizing and trying to make improvements. However, once you get beyond that and look at the next layer, it is often hidden in things that are tough to identify and nuanced. Progress takes time and more effort and thought than you had put in previously. If it was as easy as you thought, you would have improved in that way already. This information is about showing you some of those nuances, trying to illustrate them and convince you that the empowerment comes when you are aware of those nuances and accept that they are important. Then, if you're ready, you can make progress. The question comes back to, in what ways do you want to improve? And one of those helpful strategies is to write it down. We've talked about it before. It's a chance to commit and give yourself a chance to reflect meaningfully in the future. If you didn't put in much effort and the outcome isn't what you had hoped, you have the opportunity to then look at the written goal and see that you didn't make progress. And at that point, you can probably notice you didn't put in much effort. There's maybe something you took for granted or something else came up. The idea, though, is keep that written goal somewhere. Then when you're ready, pull it back out and commit again. With the prior experience that you need to do more than last time. This is an example of the nuance. The experience of nuance being more than the thought that it was all common sense. By reflecting on the things you did, the things maybe you took for granted, the things you didn't do, you can then decide in the moment, are you now ready to make a change? If you're not, take that as useful information and realize that it's probably not likely to work out any differently this time. Maybe you set it aside again and decide to revisit it. Maybe there's something you need to work on in terms of a skill set. Or maybe you need to work on having additional resources such as time to put in, taking care of something that's happening in your life. But then when you're ready, use that prior experience as knowledge and make some adjustments. Common sense, almost by definition, is everywhere. It's the stuff that's supposed to happen and make sense and everyone can see it coming. Experience, on the other hand, is most helpful when you become aware of what you actually did. It goes beyond common sense. It's an awareness of the events and the feelings that went along with them that allow you to realize you could do it different. The planning for all of this is really important. Does it make a little more sense now why previously we talked about prioritizing among goals and why that's helpful? There are many things you can work on, 
but only so much time and energy that you can do any set of things today. As you practice being more aware and more self-aware and become more effective at focusing your planning and efforts on only one or two things, the really great outcome is eventually three or four things will be relatively easy to plan. Your skill sets will improve more quickly and progress may become even more rapid. For all of this to happen, you will need to become more skilled in committing to what is an achievable step, whether it is building your skills to have your dream job or working on something that challenges you on a daily basis. In these first several episodes, we've covered much of the foundation that it takes to become more empowered. This is some of the more challenging content we'll talk about, because it's easy to think about it as things you already know and to think of it as things you already do. It is the doing that is so important to understand, and that we often don't do all the things that if we slowed down or more aware would realize are important. Many people would claim that they do many of these important things. If they're really thinking that they do all of those important things, it's not surprising then that they experience the world as having too many barriers or something that keeps them from making progress. This can lead to blaming something or someone and feelings of suffering because the simple fact is you cannot change those perceived barriers very effectively. If, on the other hand, you begin to see that you can identify and change your own actions, you have the chance to make real personal change and progress. Doesn't mean things are always going to be easy. The key is, are these changes putting you in a better position? What can you do to make progress along some continuum in your skills, in your actions? Such as building skills to achieve your goals. Or possibly, Things like, are you practicing actions that lead you away from or around your goals? Are you doing those things to avoid suffering, possibly by seeking distraction? If you were to do that, it would be understandable, and honestly, we all do it in some situations and for parts of our life. But if you can practice being aware, you can begin to see more clearly that your actions are not in line with your goals. So you can refocus and identify some amount of progress and some skill that is relevant for your goals. These could be for yourself or for your relationships with others. could be for most anything. Then as long as you can give yourself a break, you can begin to see that any progress is progress. And you should let yourself feel good about it. If you're like most people, it's easy to tell yourself it's not enough or you should have done more or finally, for today, you maybe weren't terrible. It's okay to think that way or feel that way, but also let yourself feel the momentary satisfaction of saying, today, I did better than yesterday, and that is always a good thing. Then look forward to tomorrow, because you just learned that you can do more, even if it is only a little today. So, as I ask every week, are you ready? Are you ready to find that one small thing that may have to do with awareness or self-awareness? or some skill that you know you could do a little bit better. And we're talking about making a small change that you say I can do at some point. For now, pick something that is achievable and then be willing to let yourself experience that as achievement. In the next episode, we're going to talk about what it really means to prepare for and practice in ways that empower you. Any skill development involves practice, but practice isn't simply repetition. Rather, it takes acting in ways that will let you learn and refine skills in line with a particular outcome. 
You can also create opportunities to practice that will be more or less effective. So we'll cover some of the ways to make your time more useful and impactful. I hope you will join us in the next episode. Thank you. Please join us in taking the next step to become empowered simply. Now that we have a few episodes down and I have hopefully improved the quality of the audio, a couple episodes was just dreadful and I am truly sorry for that, please leave a five-star rating or whatever you think is appropriate, as well as any feedback you have at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I'm hopeful we can share this information with more people so they too can become more empowered, simply. Thank you for taking the time to listen, but also thank yourself for making time for you. Be willing to keep things going. Be willing to trust yourself to explore your strengths and your challenges so you can do more tomorrow than you did today. Also remember, if you make a mistake, forgive yourself and make a plan to do a little better tomorrow or next time. If anything I'm saying is helpful or you think may be a good fit for someone you know, please share this podcast and our resources. Until next time.